Hey, it's Jen, and welcome back to our community. This podcast is where we're getting real about wellness rituals, life-changing habits, and having relatable conversations with friends about mental health, social media, morning routines, or lack thereof. And we're talking about that thing that you thought no one else could relate to. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our community. It is the night before you are listening to this, if you're listening to it when it comes out on Tuesday. And I am cozying up. I have my salt lamp on. I have my Saqqara detox and sleep tea. I mix the two tea bags together because they're not that potent, but I love the ingredients in both of them. Um, So I mix them together. And I'm drinking that right now. And I need all of the relaxing vibes I can get. It is 8.30 p.m. Somehow, this is like the first time ever we are done cooking, eating, cleaning, all the things by 8.30 because I stop work at 7 p.m. every single night. So I prepped a little during my lunch break. So that definitely helped. And Ethan got home early and he started before I was done with work. So it was a great flow today. And it's now 8.30 and I'm trying to really wind down. We'll get into it in out of alignment, but I had a really rough day and it's like anytime I have a rough day like this or I'm emotional, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely getting my period and I'm not. So now I feel like more validated in my feelings <laughs> because of that. So I don't, I was going to say, I don't know what's going on, but I definitely do. So let's just dive on right into it. But this is like just really nice to be able to sit down at the end of the night trying to get all the relaxing vibes I can and chat with you. So let's get into in alignment and out of alignment for this week. If you're new, we talk about what was in alignment and out of alignment for us this week, which is very fitting for this episode. And you guys can reflect on your weeks as well and write about it in the Geneva chat. That is always linked in the show notes, by the way. So what was in alignment for me this week is honestly, I love getting out of the city During the summertime, whether it's Long Island, the Hamptons, like I just love getting away from the city and getting away from work for the weekend and just being with friends and family and the vibes are just so high. I hate summer. (laughs) It just took such a turn so fucking quickly. I really hate summer. I'm not a summer person in terms of like the weather, the outfits, like it's just not my vibe. I'm such a fall girl, but I do love that every summer I feel more inclined to just worry about like my social life and seeing my friends and barbecuing with my family. And it's just like the vibes are high in that aspect and I'm living for it. But let's get into what's out of alignment. So I think I'm starting eight months in. So it took a while. Proud of myself. I'm starting to really struggle with full-time job life. I've stopped posting on YouTube. It's been a month. I am really struggling to keep up with everything I really want to do for my podcast. So for a long time, I think I was really able to manage it all. I think partially because I had a little bit more help on my job and a little less responsibility. And as time has gone by, I've taken on more responsibility, which I love. And the other part of it is just, I think, I don't know if it's summer or what, but there's just been a lot of like short weeks and things like that at work, which make me have to almost work 10 times harder while I'm on work, which gives me less time to, you know, take a break from my own stuff. And yeah, it's just been 
I feel like I've been running the rat race and for some reason recently when I end at 7 p.m., like by the time I cook, clean, whatever, I have no – I used to at least have the motivation to just like stay up till 1030, get some stuff done. I have no motivation. You have to understand too, like I edit all day for work. So to find the motivation at night when I'm so tired and drained from that to reopen Adobe Premiere Pro and edit my own stuff, it's just like not going to happen. That's the main reason I have help editing my podcast, but then it was getting really expensive hiring help for YouTube. So I kind of took a step back from YouTube because I just simply can't afford all of these editors right now. And I do not have the time, if I'm real with myself, to create the content. Like YouTube's a full-on production. So I've just been struggling with you know, I don't want to lose part of myself for my job, but also I love my job and I'm learning so much and just trying to find the balance there. But it could just be a summer thing. You know, I'm taking time off. And like I said, we're focusing on friends and family. So maybe it's just a summer thing that I'm kind of like feeling a little behind with my own social media work. But it's definitely something that's been weighing on me a little bit today specifically. I just had a hard day Sometimes things just hit you and work is crazy and life is crazy and you just cry. <laughs> and it is like sometimes you just need to release a cry. And I think that's what it was. I just like it was such a release. So that happened today during my lunch break. That was fun. I think I'm just feeling I'm never feeling 100% when I'm behind on my own content because it's what I love to do and it's where I feel my best and I thrive and I feel my most passionate. So when I'm behind on all my podcast clips and all the things that, you know, it's like there's always something you could be doing when you're an entrepreneur and when you also have a full-time job, you feel like you need to maximize all your hours outside of work. But then like I'm really trying to focus on my fitness and running and winding down at night. And so there's just limited time, you know? So that's that on that. But let's breathe in what's in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. Okay, quick product recommendation. So I realized when I was thinking about like, what am I using all the time? I wear my onesie from TNA at Aritzia every day of my life. Like I wear it out with either a jean jacket, a leather jacket, overshirt. Like I, all of my friends know I'm going to be in a onesie when I go out. It's kind of my thing. And I also found some cheaper dupes that I will link below, some Amazon dupes that I am so excited to try out. And Set Active has some new ones. So I'm just like in my onesie era and I want them all. <laughs> I also really want to get some like Amazon cute sets that make me feel really good in the gym because I feel like my stuff that I have is not flattering. And when you're in the gym on your own and you're not in a workout class with all the lights and distractions, you really need to feel cute. And I need some flattering shit. So DM me if you have any like cheap flattering gym sets that you swear by. Amazon is a plus. So let's get into the episode. We had on Alyssa. I, I don't know how you pronounce her last name. I'm going to go with Brialoff. Brialoff. She is a Reiki healer, a spiritual soulpreneur, and a content creator. She believes that spirituality should not be intimidating. And it's something that she hopes inspires you to integrate it into your own life. She is gave me, you'll see if you watch this on Spotify or YouTube, these angel number socks and I'm obsessed with them and she's giving you guys all a percentage off. I believe it's code Jen Lauren and you can get a percentage off these angel number socks. I'll link them in the show notes. I'm truly obsessed. I've been wearing them every single day and it just felt like a sign 
when she handed them to me. So it, oh, I'm obsessed. They're really cool. I've always wanted to get angel numbers tattooed on me, but I'm waiting until after my wedding, even though you could easily cover it up. It's just, it's a thing in my head. Once I get an idea in my head, I will do it. Like when I decided to go copper hair, I did it the same day. I made an appointment that day. So I'm kind of just waiting till I get that tattoo itch. And I'm like, no, it has, I have to make this appointment right now. And it just hasn't happened yet. But anyway, the topics of this episode, it's how to listen to your intuition, get back into spirituality. And I asked her so many questions on how to manifest, like nitty gritty. How do we actually manifest the shit that we want in our lives? Because I've tried it all and I think I'm a manic manifester, as Gabby Bernstein calls it. It's like I'm almost trying too many things that I'm like forcing it. So we talk about that and like how to surrender, if you should manifest specific things or only focus on a few things or only focus on the feeling that you would get instead of like manifesting, you know, 10,000 downloads, let's say, or something like that, or followers or whatever it might be. We talk about angel numbers, all the things. So it's a really just not intimidating approach and talk about spirituality and like the fun spiritual manifesty woo-woo shit. If you listen to my podcast, you're probably into it. So, you know, we geek out on Kundalini, all the things. So you're really going to love this. I think it's going to inspire you to get back into manifestation because it definitely did that for me. So please DM or voice note me if you are also trying to get back on your manifestation grind because I'm on that journey with you. It's 840. Right after this, I'm going to wash up and meditate and do a little manifestation in my journal. So I hope you guys do too. Please leave this podcast a review. It would literally mean the fucking world to me. I've cursed so much on this podcast. I'm a New Yorker. I don't know what to tell you. Please leave me a review wherever you're listening. Five stars, all the things. Send it to a friend. We need word of mouth here. We're doing the TikTok thing, but also send it to any friend. Send this podcast, this episode, any episode to a friend. I love you all so much. Let's get into the episode. And if you are watching on Spotify or listening on Spotify, just know the video is about to come on in three, two, one. <laughs> Hi, Alyssa. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here in person. I'm so excited you came in person because you were able to bring me these angel number socks and I'm obsessed. If you're watching on video, I'm actually going to show them. And the tissue paper says it's a sign and people can buy these, right? Yes, on my website. <gasps> She brought me two, 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 and it says in alignment on the other side. Does every single one? Yeah, they all have different meanings. So I'm wearing four, 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 which is protection. Love. And I like to wear that, especially when I come into the city to like protect my energy. Because someone actually told me recently that I take on a lot of energy from others. And I had about seven energy types that were not mine, like in my energy field. So I like lately have been very conscious of like my protection wait who told you that so I got an Akashic record reading it's very um woo but... I have someone coming on that does oh, that because I'm so intrigued everyone I've spoken to that's done that yeah. says it's like changed their life so can yeah. you please explain okay I don't really know the proper way of saying this other than from my interpretation this is my second reading I've had and this is the first with this woman but essentially it's kind of like a book of your life so they can tap into like past lives into all of the soul connections you have and contracts with other people and your purpose so like she was just kind of tapping into just my energy like certain things about like like my baby that's going to be coming at the end of like September just things of that and also about my purpose my angels energy around me but specifically telling me I had other people's energies attached to mine so she kind of like 
apparently clear that away and I have to say I feel a lot lighter after that so I feel I like love that. hopefully she did something yeah wait that's awesome so she yeah. it's not an actual book it's like no it's like, of energy. like was closed her eyes were closed and she just like tapped right in and I was like just writing everything down and was it virtual it was virtual yeah. what are your thoughts on these virtual yeah. spiritual sessions because like in lockdown slash pandemic yeah. I did a couple because what else was I doing right. and I'm just very into I'm someone who's like doesn't want to be a skeptic but finds yeah. myself being skeptical just because I need things that are like a little more tangible it's just part of my personality mm -hmm. even though like I'm obsessed with spirituality it's funny it's like yeah. I love the woo-woo but also do I believe all of it yeah not necessarily yeah so I've done a few like virtual things when I was born in the pandemic and I'm like am I being scammed because like how do you read someone's energy virtually so I was referred to this person, so I kind of trusted that ref like recommendation, but I definitely say go in with listening to your intuition, like doing your research ahead of time. I've only worked with people that I've been referred to by other people that I know have like had really great, you know, experiences with them because I've been scammed in the past like years back when, you know, we're in New York and there's people on the streets like, yeah. I'll read your cards, like get a psychic reading. And I like was so in such a bad place that I I just took it and I listened to everything she said and I got scammed a lot of money. And so like in those instances, I think it's really being intentional about like what your intention is for the reading and also like making sure that somebody that you know has like good experience and has worked with somebody else or yeah. – Right, which I feel like honestly comes a lot back to your intuition yeah, totally. and I feel like before I started meditating and getting into spirituality and reading spirituality books mm -hmm. and all the things – I struggled to really listen to my intuition or like understand what's my intuition, what's fear, what's my ego, like what is me just closing my eyes hoping for an answer, but it's really just me like creating the answer. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You're 100%. like, did I just make that up or was that actually my intuition or my guides or whatnot? Yeah. So if someone's feeling that way and I still feel that way sometimes where it's like, I want to hear a sign, mm -hmm. I want to hear a message, but like am I cultivating what I want to hear kind mm -hmm. of thing? What is your advice for someone who's like kind of trying to strengthen their intuition and decipher what's what? Yeah. I mean, I think your intuition comes so quickly and also so quietly that it's sometimes like you miss it and you have to really like dig for those answers. You have to really sit with them. And so it kind of can feel at first if you're not getting quiet or you're really busy all the time that like these things are just skeptical. But the difference I think between that and fear is fear is something that's repetitive over and over in your mind. It's something that you constantly feel and it doesn't feel good, right? Versus intuitive things and pings from signs from the universe are kind of like really tiny things, sometimes big things, but they they feel good or they feel reassurance. And their job really is to remind you what you already know inside. You already have those answers, but it's kind of like this little hit of like okay, confirmation. And that's what I created when I did the socks was really something for people to wear that was a reminder of what they already have within them and they already know about themselves. Yeah, I think that's why when I was first starting my journey, what really resonated with me first was the inner self or the higher self. Mm -hmm. Because when I would close my eyes and be like, okay, I'm ready for a message from the universe. It was just like, okay, that was me. That wasn't the universe. Like this whole idea of like signs and yeah. pings and whatnot would just confuse me. And I think putting a name to it as like my higher self or my inner self, mm -hmm. which is to me, just for anyone listening who like doesn't really know what that means to me, what that means is like, it's the me who's stripped of like circumstances and experiences and traumas and 
not even traumas, but like positive experiences, like right. just anything that shapes us. Yeah. It's a kind of like the authentic me without all the stuff. Yeah. And so I think that's why, like when I say tuning in, what I mean is like quieting the noise and listening to what you really want. So that's always like my thing mm-hmm. that I come back to when it's like, okay, am I creating what I want to hear in my head or whatever it is? It's like just having that practice to sort of quiet down and like hear myself. Yeah. And then it's less like woo woo, like who am I? It's exactly what you said, your authentic self. Like it's what you were brought here to be or do. And we have these little traumas or big traumas or um, things that are put on us from society, from programming, from parents, from just growing up that make us kind of step away from our authentic self. But the closer we get into connecting with that part of ourself, the more in alignment that we are with our life and everything just kind of follows through with that. Totally. And I feel like when you mentioned like parents and whatnot, a big part of that is the limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone along the way, once you come aware of that term, like what a limiting belief is, you realize in whatever scenario it is, if it's like money, your job, a relationship, whatever it might be, I think we all can kind of identify them if we take the time. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many ways people can approach it through therapy and whatnot, but like from a spiritual lens, yeah. how would you have someone tackle, and I know you like work one-on-one with people, mm-hmm. so how would you have someone tackle a limiting belief? And maybe you can even use an example of something yeah. that's like a really common one people come sure. to you with. So I have a method that I came up with a few years ago called Aligned, and it's essentially, it works with the chakra system, which are our seven main energy centers in our body. And I incorporate tools, energy tools, energy healing, such as Reiki, which I'm a practitioner in and I give to others. And it's a beautiful form of just unconditional love. It really can go beyond time and space. So it taps into past lives, into inner child wounds into your future self, your higher self, like whatever you need to tap into. Reiki is such an an amazing tool that can really heal and overcome those limiting beliefs. So with my method, it starts with one, awareness. And that's the first step into alignment. You have to know what you want to do in order to make a change, right? So that's the first step. Then you go on to L, limiting beliefs. And that's where we really understand what's coming up for you and where did those stories come from? Like, where did they get created from? And are they actually true? So we identify a new belief that's completely opposite of that so that you can create a new storyline around that and really set that intention of how you want to be more in alignment with your truth versus these stories that, you know, we're put onto. So an example could be not feeling good enough or not feeling worthy enough. That's a big one is is worth and self-worth, I would say. In like any area, I feel like it could be worthy of love, Uh, worthy of a following, whatever it might be. Yeah. I don't know why this question just popped into my head, but do you find that more people are coming to you about not feeling worthy for a following? I feel I like social media is kind of... Sometimes I've seen that and that goes back to ego because at the end of the day, when we want a certain followers and like I'm human, I have it too. Like yeah. I want that as well, but that comes back to ego. And so when someone has that kind of like thought, it's like, okay, where are you seeking that external validation that you're not giving to yourself first, that you can tap into already? Like where are some things that you can lean into more of your own inner acceptance and inner love that you are seeking outward and, you know, from other people? So then what are some techniques or strategies or meditations or whatnot that can help people? Like, okay, they've identified it. They know where, Mm -hmm. what direction they kind of need to move into. What are some practices people can use? So 
that's a lot for self-worth specifically is working with your solar plexus, which is your power center and your confidence. And a big part of this aligned method and the next step. So after you identify, it's really setting intentions around them. And when you Confidence comes from doing things that you say you'll do. So it's taking little steps every single day, you know, to overcome this I- this identity. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to just be like, oh, I'm worthy. And then right. the next day you wake up and you're like, oh, I feel it totally. Like you have to do these things every single day. So leaning into the solar plexus and doing meditations for your solar plexus to kind of like help you just be more one, intentional, and two, take that aligned actions that you can feel like you're moving forward. It's like our motivation. It's what pushes us to be powerful and trust our gut and really go with, you know, what we want to go after. And so that's kind of like the thing I always would help you work on is working on their solar plexus. There's free meditations you can do online. I love to listen to um, sound therapies on Spotify. Like I have playlists. I love to listen to affirmations and repeat affirmations to myself about my self-worth. And over time, you start to build that confidence. It's going to take time, but it happens over time. That's like my, what I would say for that next step if it's specifically around self-worth. I'm that person that when it comes to affirmations, I, which I think is a problem, cringe so hard. I cannot do it. I like listening to affirmations, yeah. but like the idea or thought of like looking in the mirror and being like, you are beautiful or like, I am loved. I am beautiful. Like I can't do it or like I could do it it's fine but like I it doesn't resonate with Mm -hmm. me I guess and I think that's because I probably have more work to do Yeah, maybe. but I'm curious like your thoughts on because I spoke to Shelby Salko on another episode Uh of this podcast on that and she was like it felt so fucking weird at first but I just had to keep doing and doing and doing it and like months later I just believed it so what's your advice on like coming up with the affirmations you need to focus on and like Mm -hmm. pushing through the cringe I think it's finding ones that resonate with you like if there isn't one that feels right like don't use it but you know you're if you don't feel like saying I'm beautiful like if that doesn't feel right for you like maybe do something that's a little bit more simpler or that feels a little bit more realistic but yes like you're basically retraining your your mind you're rewiring your thought patterns so like we all have the ability to heal to you know change our thoughts and that comes down to all those limiting beliefs but over time like we can rewire them but it our brain loves repetition and it, it likes to but it, is, it also needs to like know it's real, right? So you can't just like say them and not actually believe them. So coming from a place where you actually can find something that you start to believe in and if it's not affirmations, like maybe it's just starting to journal things out and starting to like what I love to do is, okay, here's an example. So say I'm feeling jealous of somebody or envious of something. That to me is my biggest mirror and it's showing me what I actually want in myself and what I'm actually desiring for myself. So I can reframe that into being really grateful for that person coming into my my life, into my energy field so that they are showing me, oh, I actually really want this for myself. I, I want to explore this a little bit more because we're all mirrors for each other. So that could maybe be a reframe of maybe not an affirmation, but you're like, okay, I'm feeling jealous right now or I feel like I'm not worthy of this. How can I look at somebody who has these things knowing that if they're worthy, I'm worthy as well. I feel like I always talk about this, but that idea of expanders yes. is exactly well, Lacey Phillips what, is totally. It's funny with Lacey Phillips, I love all of her messaging mm-hmm. and like the idea of an expander mm-hmm. changed my life yes. because now when I come across something that might have felt like a trigger back mm-hmm. in the day, I have that same reflection point yeah. where I'm like, 
oh, hold on a second. Why am I feeling icky about this? It's because I want that. And then it yes. it kind of like allows me to see that it's possible. Mm-hmm. But I don't love, I couldn't get into the DIs. I really tried. <laughs> I really tried, but I was just like, I think I was pushing it so hard and like mm-hmm. forcing myself to get into this because yeah. I believed in the science behind it and everything. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Lacey Phillips has like a manifestation course where you reframe your neural pathways. And I just couldn't get into it. But then like I love Kundalini Mm -hmm. and I realized, wait, I'm already doing this in Kundalini. It's just a different avenue or a different like approach. So sometimes it's also like even with the affirmations, I enjoy writing them. I don't love talking to myself in a mirror. So sometimes it's like we're so hard on ourselves of like, this is what you're supposed to do to manifest or to whatever. But there's so many, it's like finding almost the avenue that works for you. Yeah. I feel like it can be, feel so rigid. Like you, if you don't follow these steps this way, you're not going to get what you want or it's not going to work. And I felt that way too with Lacey's work sometimes with the DIs. I was like, I would fall asleep or I'm not doing it right. So I'm like, oh, it's not going to work for me. But like for me, I know if I do a DI, I love doing her challenges because I will say, that helps me stay accountable. I actually manifested my apartment. I feel like I really manifested like getting pregnant and like the way I got pregnant when I did her challenge in December. So I'm doing her challenge right now. And I love the accountability of talking to other people, but I also feel like it has to work for you. And for me, like not all of it works. So it's finding those little things that make sense in your life and that resonate with you. Cause I also love Kundalini and I can sit and chant and do Kundalini all day. And it's like so fun to me. Totally. Okay, you mentioned manifestation, though, and I'm on a big kick of, like, okay, I feel like there's different seasons, and I'm curious Mm -hmm. if you even experience this because you – it's, like, your job, too, but I have seasons where I'll be meditating every day, sure, but, like, Mm -hmm. some days it's just five minutes, and I'm not really, like, fully there, and I'm happy I did it, but I'm not, like, buzzy and in it and whatnot, so there's certain seasons where I'm feeling more spiritually connected and aligned Mm -hmm. and others where I'm just not, and I'm at a point right now where I'm like, okay, I want to reconnect because I really want to focus on, like, manifestation. First of all, what are those challenges? Because now I'm, like, thinking about how I can approach manifestation in a different way because I just want to have more fun with it and, like, try something new. So how did you manifest all the things you just said you manifested? Tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I had a one bedroom apartment and I knew I wanted to get pregnant within the beginning of the year. So this was back like, you know, late end of last year. And so one was like also listening to my own method and and leaning into that, losing Reiki and just other energy tools. Um, So my first step was my awareness of, okay, I know I want to move. I know the things that I want to call in. And then I had to like listen to my limiting beliefs and see what was coming up around them. So one was that it was really expensive in my area and I felt like I was never going to find something that I could afford, like that I wanted for a two bedroom. So there was a lot of like fear around that. And so I had to kind of set this intention of, you know, I found something before there's so many apartments, like there's an abundance of apartments. I had to just like reframe the identity around that. And my intention was I'm going to keep looking every day. Like that's all I can do. I can't really control anything else other than like look. I then got really grateful for what I really had, which was an apartment and knowing that if I didn't find something, something right now, it would be okay because I have an apartment. I have everything I need. Um, But then I really did turn to those expanders, which are really big to me. And so my friend had an apartment that was a two bedroom in the area that I wanted to be in. And she got a really crazy deal. So I was just like, okay, if she could do it, like it can happen for me too. 
And so that was the one thing I kept coming back to. And I also kind of like didn't attach myself to a timeline or any specific outcomes. I wrote obviously the things that I wanted down. And this is where I think human design is really big because I'm a non-specific manifester, which basically means that I'm not supposed to really know all the details. So I don't need to know that it's going to be a granite table or, you know, whatever the little nitty gritty details of the apartment's supposed to look like, it's more for me the feeling of it. Me and, too. That's, yeah. I had a few human design experts on and they said for me to focus on the feeling of it. But continue the story because okay. I have so many questions okay. on this already. So I I knew the feeling that I wanted, which was to be in a space that made me feel just like really welcoming and comfortable and just more space essentially. So that was like what I leaned into, what I wanted to feel versus like every detail. But I did write down some details. Like I wanted two bedrooms. That was a kind of a non-negotiable. So then I go into my non-negotiables, which is part of my method. Mm -hmm. And that's where I learned to say no to things that are not on the list. So um, for example, I kept seeing apartments that were within my price range, but there was little things like there wasn't a bathtub or like which doesn't sound like a big deal to other people. But for me, that was non-negotiable, especially with having a baby and just certain things like I love tubs. Mm -hmm. So I had to say no. Or there was another place that just it was the horrible location. And I just like did not feel like it would be good for me, even though the price was right. So it kind of was a lot of trusting that everything was going to work out, but also like saying no and not settling, which is a lot of what Lacey does as well. And from there, um, once I really started saying no, things started coming to me and orbiting around me. And I did have some tests, like the apartment came and it was just really strange. Essentially, like they made me sign the lease and then they kept saying, oh, if you don't get this because I'm self-employed, they're like, you have to give us all these paperwork from your accountant. So it came back to my own uh, limiting belief about my self-worth that I wasn't worthy enough. So that was like a big test of like, okay, how do I show myself that I'm worthy of this apartment? Like knowing that, you know, it's a little bit harder for me maybe to get than most people because of my circumstance, but I'm worthy nonetheless. And so I really had to do a lot of work around that and also surrender, which for me is a big lesson, especially with manifesting. Like I tend to control and I tend to want to do everything perfect and right. And I knew that in that moment, all I could do was surrender and trust that it was going to happen if it was going to happen. And as soon as I really surrendered and like, you know, took that weekend because it was like coming up like a few days after if we were going to get it or not. I just I didn't do anything. And I kind of just like leaned into things that felt really good into self-care, into trusting. And then like the next week we got it. So wow. it happened slowly, but pretty fast. So yeah. How did your husband handle? I mean, I don't know your dynamic or if he's super spiritual <laughs> no, or not. not. Okay. Because same with my boyfriend. Yeah. And like, how did he handle when you're when he's like, no, the price is right. Yeah. We should oh. take this. Mm -hmm. And you being like, no, there's something better. It's a test from the universe because I run into this all the time. It's <laughs> really hard because he's so realistic. Yeah. Like he's a typical, he's in finance. Like we couldn't be more opposite when it comes to this. But like yeah. he also brings me back to reality and mm -hmm. I need that. Um, but he, yeah, we got in an argument because I was in LA and he was like looking at all these apartments. He's like, I'm looking, you're in LA gallivanting and like you're complaining that you're gonna have to settle. I'm sorry. Like, totally. You're gonna have to deal with there's no tub. Like he was kind of like limiting me in this sense too, which yeah. it can be hard sometimes when it, someone else is limiting you and you're like in your gut, it doesn't feel right, but you have another person involved. Like you can't control them. You can't force it upon them either. And it has to be realistic too at the end of the day. So I kind of approached it as, you know, I trust your decision. If this is what you feel is right for us, then like, let's take it. But 
I told him also the points aside from the top. Like I was like, look, just like looking at facts, like not as being a spiritual thing or a test, but the facts are there's no closet. There's not like there was other little things. I was like, this space is smaller. And I just kind of gave him things that I felt were red flags so that he could see it from my perspective and not the spiritualness, but like an actual realistic point of view. Yes. And as soon as he kind of sat with it, he was like, okay, I thought about it and you're right. And we both agreed that it was just not right. So like I had to let him make that decision, but I had to like plant the seeds. Yep. And we had to come to a mutual agreement because that's something I guess – not that I struggle with, but I go back and forth with, with him is how do I discern what's really important to me and like knowing that my needs are being met while also knowing that like he deserves his voice too and it can't just be about me and like my work. I had this conversation like so many times with my boyfriend around and I feel like it's almost harder in New York because yeah. obviously their mindset is like we're in New York City. You're right. not going to get everything right. you want. So like – like come on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then we're like no I'm doing all this work like I'm, I'm telling you I'm, like you need to stop blocking yeah. the universe yeah. for me like I get it <laughs> but can you tell me more almost like advice because I find that just be having a spiritual practice in general I'm manifesting the feelings in the life that I want but sometimes I'm like am I not being specific enough in terms of like I'll be like, okay, I want – there's things that there's no timeline for. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know, let's use an example of this podcast. Like I want this podcast to blow up to this many downloads, right? But it's like – but I I don't care what the timeline is. So am I really only going to focus on that and manifesting that for the next like 10,000 right. meditations and journal entries? Right. So I find myself manifesting like eight things at once. Yeah. And then I question myself. I'm like – You're like overload. You're doing yes. too much. Yes. What is your advice yeah. for that? I like to focus on one or two at a time because then I feel like – how do you know when to stop then? Do you know what I mean? Like there's no end. There's no end in, man in manifestation, but like I think of it as the six month to a year timeline. So okay. obviously I'm thinking forward and I'm always like, okay, what's my five-year, 10-year plan? Like I write those down. I have those in the back of my mind and I'm working towards those goals. And those are to me more like goals in a sense versus like my manifestations are things that I kind of want a little bit more quickly. Again, not putting the timeline on it, but like for example, the apartment, um, Right. Your lease was up. <laughs> My lease was up. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm looking for – I've been trying to, like, book a baby moon this summer and, like, finding the right place for that or, like, things like that that are, okay. like, a little bit closer in timeline allow me to feel like it's not overwhelming and too much because then I can just plan too far in ahead and it just – I have to take a step back because a lot of it is at what point are we not focusing on the present and at what point are we, you know, reaching for all these goals ahead of time and not being in the moment right now and I tend to jump from – manifestation to manifestation and I like to sometimes sit back too and be like okay wait I manifested this and be really proud of that of where I've come and where I'm at right now while also building the next thing have you ever focused so hard on something and then it just didn't come about and you question manifestation oh all the time yeah I mean I think manifestation is such a buzzy word right now and it kind of can feel like oh it's not real or it's magic but when those things happen, one, I know that I'm forcing it too hard and maybe my timeline just isn't like right because I do believe that whatever is meant for you won't pass you by. Very big component of that. But at the same time, you know, that's true. So like you have to sometimes know that like maybe this isn't the right thing for you right now. And when that happens to me, I'm just kind of like that doesn't mean that I'm not worthy of it ever. But like maybe right now my focus needs to be on something else and that's and OK. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just – like hammering and because then the energy around it becomes more like right. desperate and negative and then I feel like when you start to step away that's when it like honestly yeah. comes. like when you are like oh I don't really care because then you're showing yourself 
wait, I'm worthy already. And like, if I didn't have that thing, I'd be fine with, with or without it. You know, if it's a tangible item or a number of followers or downloads, like once you kind of step away from it, I feel like things just like naturally happen to come. Okay. So then let's say you are focusing though on two things. It's Mm -hmm. the apartment and your baby. Yeah. What are you specifically doing? Are you scripting? Are you, you know, like what are your actual techniques when you're focusing on the thing? I'm a little, I do like a lot of things. I don't really do one thing. I definitely do Lacey's work a lot. Like that's probably the number one thing for me. But then I also really just to kind of lean into my own energy and like my Reiki, like Reiki to me is what I just always come back to. And so I was certified really young. I was like always introduced to Reiki, just something I grew up with. Wow. And for those who don't know, like I, I mentioned, it's unconditional love, but it's essentially working with your energy in your body to move energy. Same thing as chi. You know, there's a lot of different terminologies and cultures that have different practices, but it all comes back to energy. And I believe that we all have energy that we can manipulate and change. And so when I'm focusing on specifically on manifestation, um, I'm working on my method and I'm listening to like what I, I'm really aware of my chakras and like which one's off. So, you know, knowing that my root chakra is not balanced means that I'm really anxious maybe that in that moment, or I'm not feeling safe. Like I'm not being good with money. Like there's just kind of things that I would say, like know the chakra system and just like get familiar with it for your own use because knowing it can be so helpful. Like knowing that the solar plexus is about self-worth is really helpful. So when I know which one to focus on, I get really like specific on that one. I'm, I'm really, maybe it's all week. Maybe it's for a few, a few weeks. I'm really getting like leaning into that energy of how can I feel more safe? Like, how can I work on this root chakra? How can I eat foods from my root chakra? How can I listen to meditations from my root chakra? So it's not always the same. It kind of changes based on what I'm going through. But for me, it's like listening to my energy, setting myself Reiki and like doing the work around that. Okay, so I always thought that chakras were BS and just like a woo-woo term until I read Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, mm-hmm. and which I didn't even finish, I'm realizing, but a while ago I read like half of it. Which one? Uh, Becoming Supernatural. Love that one. That was like my first introduction to, I've been doing Kundalini for a year and I don't really, I just know it's working, but right. like this is actually putting tangible science to it. Yeah. And something that resonated with me was that, like, chakras are mini brains, like, mini energy centers, Mm -hmm. and they're real, and, like, it's literally clusters of energy, and they're, like, mini brains, and they're throughout your entire body, and, like, clearing them out is clearing actual spinal fluid, and all of these, like, science-y terms Mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, these are really things that are in our body, so if anyone's listening and they're like, okay, so I have to manifest by clearing my chakras and that sounds like bs can you talk through quickly like each chakra what it actually is and kind of almost how to figure out which one's off yeah so the root chakra is the most important that's where i always start it's at the base of our spine and the reason i start here is because if you think of it it's like a foundation so you can't build things without a solid foundation you need you know, to have stability and be grounded. And so that's the same with the root chakra. You need to be balanced with that one or else all the other chakras are not really balanced. So that's where I always start. And it's not about making them perfectly balanced, by the way, like all the time, like I'm constantly working on them. Um, So root chakra is all about stability, feeling safe, feeling grounded and present. And if it's off, it can kind of feel like you're anxious. I'll just kind of run through each one really quick. Um, Mm -hmm. 
The next one's your sacral, and that's all about your creativity, your joy, your pleasure. And it's kind of connected to your root chakra because those two are really formed at a young age. It's formed around the same time as your subconscious mind. So when you're getting all these limiting beliefs and these programmings, that's where it's going. It's into do I feel safe? Do I feel like my needs are being met? Um, especially with sexuality and like expressing yourself. Like, did you feel safe growing up to express yourself and your joy and your pleasure? Was sex like a taboo topic? Like, it's like, like mm-hmm. it's so crazy how creativity and your sexual energies are connected. Um, so really listening to like, I guess what is blocking you in that sense when it comes to, are you feeling like lack of creativity? And then next is your solar plexus. It's right around your, uh, above your belly button. And again, that one's all about self-confidence and your power center and your self-worth. Um, so if you kind of feel like you don't have motivation or you you know, don't feel confident doing things, I would look at that one. Um, and those three are the lower chakras. So those are our internal chakras. Those are the ones you want to work on first because before you can work on your external world, you have to go inward. You have to look at what's inside, right? So those are really important to work on. And then the heart is what bridges the gap between the lower and the upper. So it's this middle point. And the heart, obviously, we know is self-love, but it's also so much deeper than that. It's how we forgive ourselves for things, how we forgive others, how we have compassion, how we have gratitude. And then going into that is the throat chakra. So this is now the upper chakras. This is now like reaching our external world. And the throat is all about how we communicate, how we express ourselves, how we share our authenticity, how we speak our needs, our truth. Um, so if you kind of feel like you can't speak up or you you know, are scared to talk, like I had a huge fear of public speaking for so long. I mean, I still get nervous, but like I've worked a lot on my throat chakra to like use my voice and know that like my message and I deserve to be heard. So that's a big one. Um, and then next two are kind of more of the esoteric spiritual ones. So it's the third eye, which is your intuition it's located right at, you know, at your third eye point. And it's really about your connection with your spirituality and your intuition and strengthening that by doing these things, like by doing these meditation practices, by starting to trust your intuition. And then lastly is the crown chakra, which is And there's more than that, but this is just like the main seven, which is all about your connection to source and to the universe and your purpose. And this one, like it takes a while to work on this one. I'm always working on this one because we're constantly evolving and we're constantly like, you know, we all have different terms in spirituality. We all have different purposes and paths and not all of us maybe feel connected to spirituality and that's okay, but we all do have a purpose here. It could take people years to find their purpose or decades. So um, this is like one that's really not that I'm not saying it's a, not a priority, but I think it's more important to be grounded first so that you can build your purpose from like all of these energies upward. Totally. Oh my, I'm going to like go home and pick <laughs> my two intentions, yeah. figure out which chakra is off and like do that meditation. I yeah. do um, Erica Evolve by Erica's. Oh, that too. Mm-hmm. Everyone I speak to that also does Kundalini does her. Yeah. I'm like, there is literally no one else that does it in such an approachable, modern way. I, I joined a few months ago when she – I think it was actually almost a year ago when she was having, like, a special running, and I never looked back. Like, I was just like, I can't live without this. Like, it really does 
change your life. Um, there is another person I love, which is her name's Desiree, and her, okay. her course is called Benshen, and that's more of like a four week module. So you you go in when you want to do it. Like so, I've done like three months, I think, and you basically work on things for the whole month. So that's a really another really good way to manifest something is working on what you want to focus on for the month using Kundalini practice every single morning with their group, and then you're put into like little pods of accountability so you keep each other accountable and I just I'm wearing her necklace three through three like she's just such wait love can you send me yeah she's such an expander such an amazing energy I've never heard of her oh my god she's awesome okay I'm excited she's in New York too oh she does like New York events I like need to go to a workshop still oh my god amazing yeah I'll go with you I'm so excited (laughs) um well so on that note though of manifestation Mm -hmm. To go back to it just because clearly I'm yeah. like going to go home and <laughs> because it's something it, it's like came at a really good time because it's something that I'm like, OK, I need to get more intentional with my manifestations. And sometimes it's really hard to. I think I just overanalyze and I know I've spoken to friends and, and people who listen to this podcast who also overanalyze yeah. like how they're manifesting and it's like specific or nonspecific, but it's like, OK, I want to manifest money. Mm-hmm. Do I have to manifest a specific amount? Do I have to manifest feeling wealthy? Like what? Like what are your tips if someone's just like I'm for example financially anxious, how do yeah. I manifest money? And then it's like uh I don't know, I don't like my job. How do I manifest? I don't know what I want to do instead, but how do I manifest like a way out? Yeah. So someone who like wants to manifest almost like a life change but doesn't know how to get specific on it or clear on it. I would look at what you don't like because when you're not in alignment, it's actually a path into what you want to be doing. So looking at one, what feels off. So if it's a job and you feel like you don't like it, what about it don't you like? You know, what are non-negotiables that you would want to call in? How are you how can you look at other people who have jobs or things that you have that you want to do? But like for me, it's looking at what's not in alignment first. Like I know I don't like working with this type of boss. Like I don't like working in this environment, like certain things that you don't like. Um, With money, these are all things that like it comes back to – it's not about the money probably. It's about feeling safe. Mm -hmm. So it's that root chakra. And so whenever someone talks about money, it's like I lean into the root chakra because money is really about just feeling safe at the end of the day. Like, yeah, I'm sure you want to buy things and like our ego wants to get material things. That's totally fine. Like there's no shame in that. But I think it's one like owning – that you it's okay to have money and like how can you start receiving more how can you be open to receiving more how can you give more money away to others like obviously not in a like be careful with your finances I'm not a financial <laughs> she's like advisor. just give it all away, give it away. Come back. <laughs> but like I don't know when I pay off a bill money comes back to me it's kind of like that it's like a circle it's a loop that like what you give comes back and so when we're like withholding money from others, okay, then how are you scared that you're not going to receive that for yourself? So it's like doing things that allow you to feel safe and allow you to feel, you know, good in your body that you're going to bring more of that in. And so with the job, same thing, like, are you looking for a career change? Are you looking for like a title change because it's your ego? Or like, do you want to like be an entrepreneur? Like what, what do you actually desire? And it all comes back to authenticity. Like what do you want at the end of the day? Not what you think that others want for you. Okay, so if we're putting this into action steps, it's like we're going to sit down and journal. Yeah. We're going to put on some meditation music. Yeah. We're going to talk about what's not in alignment with whatever Mm -hmm. we're thinking about, whether it's a job or relationship, whatever it might be. And then figure out almost like what the opposite is, like what you do want to call in. Yeah. And that's what we should manifest. Yeah. And getting really intentional. So like I like to have intentions each month versus goals, which are 
a little bit more um, ego driven and like external and they're outside of us. I look to intentions, which are internal and they're more about our own energy and what we can kind of come back. They're already part of us versus goals are like outside of us. Can you so, give examples? Because every yeah. time someone like at a meditation class or something or even yoga is like set an intention for your practice. I'm like, I honestly don't know what that means. It's it's about a feeling that you want to have or something you already kind of have within you. So for example, um, no, like I can't think on the top of my head. There's such a I'm like, I don't understand if you're if someone's asking me to set right. a manifestation. I think or, of intentions as kind of like mini manifestations. Okay. So they're like little steps that you're taking towards what you want to call more in. So like, for example, if I'm like, I want, I want to be more present. Maybe that's my intention. I want to be more present. Like what are little things I can do each day that it comes back to that intention? So okay. maybe it's like noticing, oh, I'm, I'm eating and I'm using, I'm looking at my phone. That's not me being present or I'm doing a workout and I'm checking the time. Like how can you come back to that intention more mindfully? And it's really just like mindfulness at the end of the day. It's really about like, why do you want to feel that way? Is it authentic to yourself versus like a goal is more like I want to grow X amount of followers. Right. You know what I mean? And that can, goals are also like manifestations it's in like a way. It's like internal, like right. more of a vibe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Well, before we get into ending segment and favorites, I do want to ask you about angel numbers because yeah. the socks I'm obsessed with. And if anyone's like, what the hell is an angel number? Or like I keep seeing these three numbers. What does it mean? Can you run through them really fast? And like, yeah, I mean, there's so many, but angel number is essentially any number is an angel number. Like it doesn't have to be three, three, three. That's just like an example. Conse I, for the purpose of my socks that I made are consecutive three, three, like numbers of threes. Um, but angel numbers are, they all have different vibrations. They all have different meanings. So like you could look at one, two, three, four, it has a different meaning than 11, 11. I don't know every single one at the top of my head, but. Got it. So if you're seeing something a lot, yeah. if you're seeing a random combination of numbers a lot, you can yes. look it up and it'll probably exactly. have. A There's message. like a website, like sacred numbers or sacred angels so or something. My mind is like, who made these up? That's a thing. Like, you have to also take it with a grain of salt because like other like websites can say different meanings. But I love it because like yeah. when I am seeing the same numbers all the time, I want to believe in it so badly. But then there's like when you're telling me there's more than the there's ones so many. that I know of, I'm like, uh, who made these? Up? But it's really about like I like to notice what's happening when I'm seeing this number. If you're seeing okay. a repetitive number or sign, like what's going on in your life? Looking it up, yes. But like there's a message for like, okay, maybe you're in a toxic situation. You keep seeing that. Like, what is that number trying to symbolize and tell you? Or like, you're living your authentic self and like, you're doing things that feel really good and you see that number, like do more of that. So it's really for me about like noticing what I'm doing when I'm seeing those numbers versus like the meaning behind it. Yeah. I like that. I was seeing one, one, one for a, I keep seeing that one lately. a while. And it was like, as I was going from entrepreneurship into back into full-time mm -hmm. and I was like what is this trying to tell me and I was like I think it's telling me you're doing like like you're making the right choice by having this new beginning and like a new beginning's coming like I a new chapter that. so that's how I like yeah it's gonna like it. mean something for you and and just trust that yeah okay fun facts and favorites what's your top self-care tip Top self-care tip is, I mean, probably just doing things that feel good for you. Like I love to do gua sha. It's like my favorite tool that I use in my in my beauty routine. And I have to meditate every day, even if it's just two minutes. Love it. Um, what's your favorite way to move? Pilates. Wellness product you can't live without right now. Probably my prenatal because it's the only <laughs> thing I can take right now. There you go. Which prenatal do you take? I'm taking par Parallel, I think is the name. I love it. Okay. Really good. Where can the people find you? 
your one-on-one sessions, your socks, yeah. everything. Uh, Alyssa Bryloff for everything, website, Instagram. Okay, and you said you had a promo code for the socks? Yes, <laughs> so you can use, what do you want the code to be? It could just be Jen Lauren. Jen Lauren for 11% off Angel Number Socks. Okay, so get your Angel Number Socks with a discount code. I'll put it in the show notes. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. Please, please, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you just can't get enough of this podcast, go subscribe over on YouTube. You can see the full-length video episodes and shorter clips as well. You can find TikTok clips over at Jen Lauren with two N's. You can find Instagram Reels if that's your jam over on Instagram at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's and even Dare to Self Care Pod on Instagram. So, You never have to go a day without Dare to Self-Care.